Well, welcome to another podcast with Donald McIntyre and the Sunday World. In this exclusive interview, we're talking to Johnny Mad Dog Adair, who I've known for a number of years, and I've also done a number of films and documentaries with him. Now, since his exile from Northern Ireland many years ago, much has changed and much has still stayed the same for Johnny Mad Dog Adair. I asked him, particularly this week, what significance he gave to the handshake between Martin McGuinness and the Queen. That's one of the most important pieces of the jigsaw, I believe, and the, and the whole peace process of the American Freddy Agreement. And it'll let both traditions realise that people, even Martin McGuinness, is wanting, is genuine about peace and is wanting to move on, wanting to bring the people with them. But sadly, there's a small minority of Republicans who is trying to bring what is happening is completely down and bring it down the wrong track, which is totally wrong. But they're only a small minority. And, and Johnny, uh, did you ever think that if anyone was going to shake the hand of the Queen, it would be Martin McGuinness ahead of Johnny Adair? see a day, Johnny, when you'll be able to, or you'll be allowed to shake the hand of the Queen? No, I can't, I can't see that. I, I mean, I mean t- t- times have changed for me. Uh, don't know. I mean, I was involved in the past conflict. There's an eye piece there, and it's, it's, it's sometimes it's a, an uneasy piece. But I mean, I'm, I'm not part of that now, because I've been uh, excluded for, for, from my own country by so-called loyalists, my own people, not the Republican movement, may I not, but the so-called loyalists. So, to be honest, I'm happy where I am. I still follow the politics, and also still close to my heart. And I do hope, in all sincerity, that, that there's a, a, there becomes an everlasting peace where so the next generation can grow up and, and, and not have to come through what we've come through. I mean, when, when you come, when you live... And the other parts of the United Kingdom, Scotland, England, Wales, etc. I mean, it's, it's, it's hard to believe that, that people just live together, Catholic and Protestants. Religion is... Hello? Yeah, yeah, I got you, Johnny, yeah. Re- re- religion is not a big thing, it's not a big issue. But sadly, back home in Ulster, it was a big thing, and, and it still is. And sadly, many, many people lost their life as a result of... Simply because of religion, either Protestant or Catholic. But when you come and you live in the other part of the United Kingdom, which isn't that far from, from, from Northern Ireland, I mean, it's, it's just the way ordinary people, religion does not mean anything the way it did back home where people had the, just a profound hatred for one another and one another's religion and tradition. Uh, and Johnny, do you regret the fact that you'll never meet the Queen? Um, Martin 
no better person from the Republican movement than Martin McGinn. McGinnis did the, the, the embrace with the, 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 Her Majesty and shake her hand. I mean, I mean that that's a powerful message from the Republican movement. That is a powerful message, and for the, the, those people who don't feed into that, I mean, obviously they're daft. That's a powerful message, and I don't feel it robbed, and I don't feel that that should have been someone from uh, some leading loyalist or someone. Martin McGuinness, the IRA, they were at war with British for so long, and, I mean, they've killed them, and obviously I'm sure that they, they, they haven't, that they've tried in their past, that maybe they've planned to maybe assassinate Her Majesty to kill Lord Mountbatten, and so here we are in a peace time. These two people shaking hands, which is, is great. So I, I, there's no way I'll condemn that. There's no way I, I, I will be begrudged and applauded. Adair has had 13 attempts in his life over the last 20 years and recently received an Osman warning, an official police warning that his life was in imminent danger. Is it to do with uh, back home in Northern Ireland and say we, we don't know where he passed the message. He's just passed by uniform officers. Obviously, it's just come down the lane from, from, from the Emmons from Spicer Browns, but they don't specify. I've tried on numerous occasions to get the, the, the season that they put any, shed any more light on them, but to, to date they haven't. And to date, thankfully, um, none, none of these threats have came through. But again, I don't worry about them because if someone is telling the police, if the police is coming and warning me that my life's in danger, well, obviously, the person that's going to harm me must be working for the police or someone close to them for the police to come out and, and, and warn me. So once the police come and say, Johnny, your life's in danger, well, then I know that the police are aware of it before anything happens. And probably that's the reason why nothing has happened to date, because the police are aware. And obviously someone who has it in for me, whatever group, individual, a party or whatever, obviously one of them, all of them, or some of them, is passing the information on to the police before they come to do anything. So I'm quite happy with that. And have you noticed increased activity around the house in relation to undercover police officers or... I mean, you can you tend to spot them a mile away, don't you, Johnny? Well, well, someone like me, but to be honest, I'm not, I'm not looking for that yeah. because I mean, that, that, if I was doing that, uh, certainly back home when I was who I was when I was directing cars, I'm certainly I was I was trained to look out for things like this. I was, I mean, my phones, my house, my cars, I mean, my, 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 my movements. I mean, I was trained to watch for surveillance overt and covert. I mean, but over here, I, I don't need to look for that because. I'm not engaged in any, anything illegal. And for the threats, I take them with a pinch of salt, don't know? You don't come through, you don't come through what I come through in life. Shot, number of times, bombs thrown at me, um, blast bombs at my home, at my car. I mean, you, you don't come through all that and then, and then think that, worry about some policeman then coming to the door and saying, look, we believe. I've been through it all, don't know, you know what I mean? And, then, and that's just, the tattoo says in the back, action speaks louder than words. And two guys, three guys run up that street and take a pot shop at me, then I know it's real. But see if two fucking busies come to the door and say, we'll believe your life's in danger, punch yourself. <laughs> it always, and so it was always the case, uh, Johnny, as long as I've known you. Um, the other thing is, Johnny, what do you think the police uh, think you're up to? I mean, they previously thought you are up to cigarette smuggling and... and, po- and, 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 and they've got it wrong because I'm not. The police over here, obviously, they're not as well tuned in as the special branch and... and, and and Belfast would be, I believe that the special branch in Belfast was one of the best in the world because they were up against the IRA for many years. There's no doubt about that. But over here, there are a million miles away from them in terms of how good they are. But over here, I mean, I don't know. It's just recently uh, there's been 
and plus the police visited me two weeks ago and had, had rumours had circulated everywhere that, that, that I had been shot dead, which again was a load of nonsense. So the police physically visited me to ensure that I was still alive. And, it was, and then, uh, that was only two weeks ago. And a couple of weeks prior to that was the death threat, or a week prior to that. And then only three days ago, the special branch had visited someone who, who would be associated or close to me and offered to bribe them. So I don't know. I, I, I don't know. It's, it's maybe just a number of incidents happening in, in such as a small period of time. Maybe that's why the special brands are starting to, to show interest. But they can show interest all they want because all they're doing is, is wasting time and taxpayers' money if they're going to pay over money. I mean, do you think there obviously that there's a that there's an operation ongoing into you, uh, uh, Johnny? Because it seems that there is. Because if they were putting surveillance on me, obviously that costs money in terms of manpower and overtime. Because surveillance works, if you want to do it, you have to do it right. You have to do it 24-7. And that's 58,000 people at a time, officers. So if they were to do that in me, I mean, that's costing a lot of money. And seeing the end result is going to be zero. Because I'm not doing anything illegal. So they want to follow me around the park on the bike with my son, with with my dog. I mean, if they can do that, (laughs) because they're, 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 they're just a... And I suppose that they'll read this and they'll listen to this podcast and think, you know, Johnny Adair is, is putting down the gauntlet to us to say, put up or shut up. You know, if you think you've got something on me, charge me and we'll, we'll see where it goes. Is, is that what you're saying? And, and, and that's why I, I, I think that they're naive over here because obviously, coming to the door, they asked me, I was Now, Johnny, what did what did the uh, Strathclyde Constabulary say to you when they thought that you were dead? Who did they think had killed you? Police introduced themselves, showed their badges, and explained why they were here. 
And and did you tell? Did you give them a a, a funny line and said sorry to disappoint you boys, but I'm very much well, alive. Well, if you're talking about a one liner, they, they did ask me who who who, who, who had, had crossed lately, and I turned around and said, "This was standing outside the front of the door." I said, "See anybody I've had a run in with?" I said, "They're six foot under," and I pointed to the ground. And the officer turned around and said, "Is that an admission?" And I said, "No, it's a fucking joke." He was asking, he was believing that, he was, he was saying, Johnny, have you had a run-in with anybody? Meaning, have I fallen out with anyone? And jokingly, I said, anybody I had a run-in with are six foot under. And he turned around and said, asked was an animation. And I said, no, it's a joke. And it was a joke. Before Johnny said goodbye, he had a word for his enemies, those who breached his trust. Johnny, who can you trust? It's just no one on yourself. That was Johnny Mad Dog Adair in our exclusive podcast. This is Donald McIntyre for The Sunday World. The Sunday World, your full Irish Sunday.